Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls podcast supported by Blue Collar Street Food. My name is Paul Mann and I will be hosting the show today. Well, it's another special edition of the podcast. I've been joined by leader and captain of Reading Football Club, Liam Moore. Hi Liam, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for having me back. It's great to have you on. So, what have you been thinking of the season so far? Um, It's almost been a season with two halves already. Um, You know, we're only a couple of months into it, but I felt we was a little bit flat at the start of the season. Uh, We wasn't getting the results that we we would have liked. Um, You know, we assembled our squad quite late, which doesn't help. Um, But you can't really have too many excuses. We had a good squad and we was underachieving. Um, And then the last few weeks have been good. Um, the place is in a good place right now, so we're happy. Yeah, no, definitely. Since Mark Burns come in, it's been kind of a transformation in kind of attitude. I'd say with the team, it seems more of a team and less separated. Um, how did you feel in the summer when those kind of deals weren't coming? Because I know when we spoke last time, you were very confident in the owners, and it did happen, obviously. And uh, we had those last few days. But you go on a pre-season tour with almost 50% academy players. How did you feel at that moment when that was happening? Um, quite disappointed, to be honest with you. Um, as you'll probably know from the last podcast, I'll be honest, and I'll be honest again now. Uh, it wasn't the best situation. You want to go out there with a squad that's um, going to be pretty much your squad for the season. That's your time for your social stuff more than anything. You get to know people as themselves and as people, um, but then you gel as a team. I think it might have been higher than that. It could have been 70% maybe academy players. So it was a very small group of senior players, if you like. Um, we didn't get the work done what we would have liked. Um, there would have been no point to spend hours doing your tactics and things like that because that wasn't the squad uh, that was going to start the season. Um, I think as the management um, at the time, he fed down to the players that we was going to make signings. It was just a case of when, not if. So they eventually did come. Uh, we had faith in the owners that they would come. It was just a little bit late, but listen, as good players, you need to gel as quick as possible. And unfortunately, we didn't do that early on in the season. Um, but right now, some of the quality is shown through, and you know the, the faith that the owners have shown the club again by putting their hands in their pocket is uh, is paying dividends at the minute. And we're, we're very happy about it. Yeah, those last few days of the transfer window were crazy. Carlsberg, uh, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> they were absolutely mad. I mean, uh, you were sat there on the last couple of days. I don't know where you were, but you must have been relaxing somewhere, just knowing stuff was coming. Well, um, not as much that actually did come to me, honestly. With really? Um, I welcomed a couple of people. And as if you welcome a couple, you've got to welcome everyone. And it felt like I was doing it every, every few hours in the last couple of days. But... <laughs> It was amazing, you know, some of the quality that's coming through the door. That's where, um, I don't know to say, told you so, but when I said these owners, are, <laughs> they're serious and they want to spend their money. It was a told you so moment because, wow, they came through and uh, some amazing additions, yeah. Yeah, you did tweet me and say, uh, well, I did tell you so. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't say I told you so, but sometimes it's needed, you know. No, no, definitely. I need to be told sometimes. <laughs> no, it's uh, those players that have come in, we've seen Lucas Jow come in. Obviously, he's been out injured. Puskas, who's come in with a record transfer signing, Raphael came in, Miazga, Morrison, Pele came in as well, Lucas and Boy. Ovi Ajari. It's just crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah some really good quality. Um, I could go for all of them one by one. There, there's some real talent there. Um, so, yeah, it was great to see. And uh, as the season goes on and they get their feet on the ground at Reading, the quality will just come through even more, I'm sure. 
Ovi Ajaria, that man has got magic in his feet. You say his name, you make me smile. Yeah, he <laughs> makes me smile just seeing him when I'm there. And yeah, he does these guy. things that I just think, oh, how did you learn how to do that? You've just got this ability. And I swear there's something on his boots. Because it just well, I joke to with him about it. And I actually say I want to feel one day what you feel. Because it's, it's not natural. He's so good. He's an unbelievable footballer. <laughs> but I think the main thing is, is he feels comfortable. Um, he's very quiet, a uh, bit misunderstood at times. So when he first came in, people didn't know how to take him. Uh, he probably didn't know how to take the dressing room because he is so introvert and quiet. But since he's come back this year, um, he's settled in really well. He's coming out of his shell more and more. And in that, his football's coming out. You know, He's got such personality on the pitch. Some of the things he does, it's breathtaking. You know, the manager's on us all the time about organising. You know, when the ball's upfield and things like that. But sometimes when Ovi gets the ball, the manager's noticed it himself. Everybody's just like, "Wow, how has he done that? How has he got out of that?" Um, the Sky game, Cardiff. I think he got fouled three times. Six people around him, and he he still comes out of it. It's. I've seen the saying and I believe it, it's Ovi's world and we're just living in it. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. I mean, it's like we got this question on Twitter. Put it out. It's from the, he's got a great name, a legendary kebab, this person on Twitter. And he says, why is Ovi Mondo Ijari is so good at football? And I think we've covered that. I mean, he is just, I mean, there's something he did against, I think it was in the Millwall game. When he seemed to pivot around with the ball, just in a semi-circle, like a 360 degrees. And the, the Millwall player was just following him around. <laughs> it's something we tried on the Monday, actually, in training. Just before we start the proper training, we've tried to do that. And no pressure, it's next to impossible. Yeah. Um, special, special talent. But there's also another special talent that sometimes is a bit um, underrated, and that's the one playing behind him, John Swift. He's mm-hmm. playing some unbelievable football at the minute. Um, he's dropped his position a little bit down into a, more of a holding role. And some of the passes that he plays into Ovi for him allowing him to do his stuff, and some of the um, the movements and he's yeah mainly his passes is, is special. Um, we're lucky to have them two players on our team. They're right up there in this league. Yeah, totally. I think John Swift is my player of the season as it stands. I think he's been consistent throughout. And his set-piece delivery this season, I think, is outstanding. And yet another one uh, on Saturday against Luton. Uh, Morrison still got work to do with that header. Yeah, I mean, he's, header. he's another he's person. He's brilliant in the box as well yeah. at corners. But, um, yeah, I just John Swift is a delight to have. And they're so much more difficult for the opposition because for so many years it's just been John Swift. And now we've got him in the team as well. well both of them normally attract two players. Um, mm. You can get away with doing that once, maybe. Um, but when you've got two special players, Swifty playing a little bit deeper, um, he can dictate from there. If they want to step onto Swifty, then you're leaving Ovi one for one, and that's what we want, perfect. And if you do it the other way around, then it allows Swifty to play some breathtaking passes. So, so far, so good. Um, but listen, even when you're not winning games, you can appreciate uh, the talent that them two have. Very, very talented players and, and big futures for sure. Yeah, 100%. Um, someone who's got a very different talent base is that is Matt Miazga. Now, he might be a lovely man off the pitch, <laughs> but on the pitch, he has got a nasty streak. And I like that. Yeah, <laughs> I like yeah. that a um, lot. I like it. Um, sometimes I've got it but myself. At times we need to calm him down, um, but he's a winner. Shall uh, we not mention QPR? Uh, <laughs> there was an incident maybe in that game. We spoke about that. Um, it was a Sky game, so mm. the world's seen it. Um, yeah. That's where we need to calm him down a little bit, but he, he's a winner and that's what you want. Um, and he's coming again and he's continued his, his fine form. He's consistent and he's still uh, relatively young, so another 
another good talent. It seems like I always say that, that like, we've got so much talent here, but I truly believe it. There is a lot of talent. It's just about gelling it now and and uh, putting it into results. No, I totally agree. It would Miazga, he's a player who's really could play at a higher level quite easily, I think. But we've also got Morrison alongside him as well. Obviously a bit more experienced, but he's been captain for many years at Birmingham. How's he how's it kind of like you're linking up with a player who's come in who's been a captain? You've just become a captain. How does that feel? Uh, I knew uh, Mora from before, from Leicester. I was a bit younger, um, but I know of him. And what a shrewd signing, um, really. Like, whoever's done that has done very well to get him. Um, speaking to him when he did sign, there wasn't too much out there for him at the time, which is surprising. Um, but he came here. Um, it's obviously a good project. It was a good move for him, but a great move for us as well. Experienced. Um, and on that, we was looking in the programme the other day, um, and it says in the back, players and their appearances, He's played something like, let me try and get this right, I think it's 530 something starts and then there's about 30 sub-appearances on that as well and we averaged it out from the age of 18 to now, he's played on average 42 games a season which is experience at the very highest, um, great signing, a good leader um, and a really good guy to go with it as well so it was, if going back to your question, bringing him in uh, as a captain, there was no power struggle or anything like that just wanting to get down to business and, and he's done exactly that and he's led as he, as he normally would yeah going to the other part of the pitch with the attackers uh, Puskas he's got great movement that is totally true he hasn't scored probably as many goals as he'd like to get at the moment he loves the sky cameras that is when we should just tell him every week we're on <laughs> sky got the knack for that yeah on sky yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like hello world I'm here <laughs> but he's um, I think he's gonna get goals he just needs to once he's got a few more, I think he's going to calm down in front of goal. He looks like the player who's going to get them. What's he like in training as a person? Uh, great guy, um, first and foremost. I always look for that in people. Um, so, yeah, really good guy. Um, when he first signed, I bumped into him on the train, actually, uh, coming back from London, and had a really good chat with him, got to know him. and He had a lot of options. Uh, he had yeah, yeah, more lucrative offers, if you like, in China and places like that. And he spoke about his reasoning for coming to Reading and what he wants to do with his future so I respect him very highly for that and as a player he's very good his movement's good uh, he's honest which is what you want you know you work hard uh, the manager's worked a bit on him with how to work uh, it's not always about working hard it's about working smart and goals that's just with any striker you know you, you seem to score one and, and then another one comes and another one and, and then you're on, a, you're on a run so we're confident that he can do that um, he's definitely got the ability you know he's played at a very high level already He's young, so there's, there's still a lot to learn, but I'm confident he, he'll come good for us and, and score many goals already. Yeah, no, I agree. Someone in the striker department is one of those three players who's now back in the team, Sam Bulldog, who was, I'm trying to think of the right word for it, maybe excluded is a little bit extreme, but definitely Chris Gunter and Gareth McCleary were not part of the first team plans. That was obviously Jose Gomez's option. He's the manager, so he can make that choice. How did it feel in the training room and dressing room, the kind of the dynamics of that environment? Because Chris Gunter, Sam Bulldock, and Gareth Cleary, all very experienced players. Very and experienced. I've never seen anything that would doubt their character in any way. Yeah, uh, you're exactly right with that. You know, you've got three great characters. Um, but on the flip side, um, and on the defence of somebody that made the decision at the time, Jose was their three big earners that could possibly free up money for other players. That, that's football. Um, it was, as a friend, more than anything, you know, sad to see um, Guns and G aside because they're great guys, you know. 
um, everyone can have their opinion if they should be playing or if they shouldn't be playing etc but it was a shame to have them pushed to one side um, but I can't speak highly enough on them with their character even in that dark place that they um, they found themselves in they was very supportive of the team uh, very professional look at the comeback that uh, most recently Sam and GMAC have had they've not struggled they've not looked uh, lack of sharpness or anything like that and that speaks of their professionalism and their character they've worked hard they've pushed themselves in the 23 training uh, and they've probably come back better actually um, Gareth's the best shape he's ever been in, uh, faster than he's ever been right now, the stats say so, so that's credit to him. Sam come in, he scored goals, um, which I believe, I've always believed he could do. I thought it was a great signing when we when we originally signed him. Um, this is how he's being used, that was my opinion at the time, he's never going to be a front man on his own, especially if you want to play in a certain way, he needs to be moving off people. And uh, Guntz is chomping at the bit as well, you know, he trains very hard, very fit, um, ready um, speaks volumes but he keeps getting called up to Wales as well they trust him and um, it's a tough old season it won't be long before he's needed I'm sure No I'm sure we're going to see all of those players I mean you've obviously seen two, two of them already but it's inevitable with injuries suspensions I mean that's football isn't it exactly. On the formations and the systems that we're playing do you prefer playing a four at the back or with a three kind of with a five with the two wing backs um, If you'd have asked me Eight weeks ago, I just said four straight away. Um, but it depends how you do these different formations. Um, my honest opinion is we picked up some results early on in the season. Cardiff was where everything came together perfectly. Um, West Brom, we got a good result there. We should have probably won, but we sat back a little bit, um, absorbed some pressure and hit them on a counter-attack. And we kind of did that as well in the um, Huddersfield game as well. First 20 minutes, we was pushed back to the wall quite a lot and it wasn't enjoyable but we got through it and then later on in the game the quality shone through and we changed that a little bit and we started pressing higher um, and the gaps were becoming too big that's what I felt and that's what the team felt at times so in that that meant that I pretty much came either a right back or left back depending on which side I was playing in and then that was the same for Matt Miazga and then that was leaving Mora quite isolated and I felt like we, we had a bit of teaming problems with that. It is a way you can play three at the back. Sheffield United, uh, perfect example. But we wasn't there and the gaps were big and we was getting into areas that wasn't natural. We was, because I like to think uh, I'm a good defender. I like to think the other two as well in the back three are as well. But we was doing everything probably a second or so late and we was on the run a lot of time. So if you're trying to press someone on the run, any movement either side, they've already got an advantage. That's how I felt. Now at the minute we're being a little bit more reserved with it, maybe as a five and then at the right time on the trigger we're, we're pressing and then we're in our shape and then that's when the defenders can defend. So it's quite technical, mm. I know, but that's how we felt at the time. How we're playing it at the minute um, and how we played it a couple of times early on in the season is how I think three suits us, especially with the players that we've got on this team. Yeah, I, it's working beautifully, especially with um, Yadam as well. I think well, he's been he superb. Right back, right <laughs> wing, right striker. Like we was just going for a debrief. That's why I was a little bit late to this now. And he's not here at the minute. He's with Ghana, but they picked out one of his uh, movements. And if I'm right, it was the second goal. He was in the six-yard box to defend across for us. And by the time it was put in the goal, he was on their 18-yard box. Um, and that's what he does for 95 minutes. Um, top, top, top defender. I rate him highly. Uh, he's a good friend of mine, so I don't want to be biased, but 
I think he's the best fullback in the league. Yeah, he could be. <laughs> definitely think there's, he could there be. Is yes. Quality, you know, yeah, no, got some real good quality at um, some of the top clubs in the, in the league, but consistency, um, defensive, attacking, I think he's got a bit of everything and maybe I'm being biased, you know, people it's football it's your opinions, but well, I think opinions. he's a, a very very good uh, fullback, wing back and he's um, very important to this team. Uh, you play the games, Liam, and you see the opposition and what they're like. I think your word's got some quite a lot of weight behind it. Well, <laughs> he's your mate. Hopefully, but. yeah, but he is my mate. But yeah. look, his engine, his his game um, is anything. You know, he's ready, mm. and he's someone that you want on your team. And looking there for us, touch wood, he continues to stay fit and uh, healthy, and he will be on our team for a long time to come. Yes, and on the opposite side, we also have the luxury of two good options now. Jordan Abita are so good to see him back. Yeah. For me, that's one of the best moments in the season, seeing him back on that pitch, but also scoring that goal. I mean, that was I've just... seen that somewhere before as well, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Carbon copy, you know. Obviously, how it came to him was different, but um, Fulham away, playoffs, mm. very similar strike. Look... The credit that he deserves is, I, I wouldn't be able to do it right now, <laughs> let's, let's just say that, but to stay as mentally strong as he did for all that time, the setback after setback, um, the torture that people wouldn't even see at home, you know, him waking up every morning with stress to see if he'd got uh, swelling in his knee, swelling would depend if he could do anything that day, uh, he went to America for treatment, uh, he had numerous operations, um, he had to watch the lads go through some bad times and not being able to help and to just work his, his nut off let's say uh, to get back into the position he's in is credit to him uh, amazing honestly there's not many people that could do that so he's been brilliant and uh, you've got a young lad behind him that's pushing him very very hard um, and what a performance this, this weekend just gone that's what Omar can do um, great attacking and if I can help him a little bit just behind him get him a bit more aggressive then that's the kind of performances he can put in and I'm very happy for him as well. Yeah, I'd say that was Omar Rich's best ever performance for Reading. Without a doubt, yes. Yeah. And he's got that in his locker. Yeah. Um, hopefully that can kick him on. Sometimes that's what you need, just one performance like that to realise, like, I can do this and, you know, I've arrived, I'm in the Championship. And all this little experience he's had recently, the 21s and things like that, is going to have uh, built his confidence and he's ready, yeah. That is the unspoken uh, factor in football and any sport, isn't it? Confidence. Oh, absolutely. If you exactly. don't have it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, I've been there before. Um, I think it's easier to, to kind of keep the confidence or if, if it's gone, then it's easy to kind of get through periods when you get a bit older. Uh, but as a youth, it's very difficult. You know, your whole life's based around confidence. So if you can, can continue that now, he's going to be... Uh, going to be difficult to knock out the team but what a competition to watch for that position yeah. it's only good for Reading so no it's a total luxury having those two players there because when Jordan wasn't in the team on Saturday I thought you know shame obviously players get injured but um, Omar Richards comes in and delivers that and you think I don't know who plays so who go, do you yeah, play that's it, that's who it. do you play <laughs> when you've got that competition there that, that's amazing that's what you need all over the pitch like they're pushing both of them in a healthy way as well training is very good very competitive and uh, the best man will win and get the show each weekend. Yeah, talking about training, I'm going to, go, I'm going to have to go back to Ajari because I'm a little bit obsessed with him. <laughs> In training, does sometimes he not make you, Liam? Does he sometimes take you out slightly? He doesn't not make me, but 
I either try and pick him on my team first, <laughs> or if he's not, I try and stay away from him. Yeah, that <laughs> Let is him do wise. his business. Um, <laughs> but no, he's a good trainer, and uh, training in general is very, very good at the moment. I'm mm. very pleased. Uh, I put in my program notes on Saturday actually that I feel like we're starting games much faster. It was a bit of a um, bad patch we was going through. We was conceding early, uh, and then when we was conceding early, we was too far out of games. We was struggling to shut out games. Maybe what we're doing to teams now, we're starting fast getting into a position where they need to come onto us and then, mm. then we can open them up. Um, but with training how it is, uh, we're able to start straight out of the blocks and I think we've done that the last two home games. Yeah, what I'm seeing in the last, well, since Mark Byrne has taken over, is a little bit of a throwback to that week we had in August. Yeah, in I'm different ways. That, yes. Um, yeah. So briefly going back to the Cardiff game, that for me was perfect uh, Gomez ball if you want to call it that you know good possession uh, high intensity um, and a great result it was perfect on Sky it looked absolutely brilliant a couple of the other games we, we struggled a little bit uh, we gave up a bit too much space um, but we came out with good results and now we're playing a bit more percentages um, so we're getting the ball in areas that are uncomfortable for other teams basically what teams did to us for so long uh, they turned us they won second balls and they played in our half um, and it's very simplified but that's what the manager spoke about from minute one let's get the ball in their half and let our players cause damage that's where they do the damage um, use his back four if you've got Swifty on the ball and Ovi in the pocket and two willing strikers winning the channels it's not a nice position to be in I've seen it first hand in training and let's do that more times than they do that to us and we should score more goals and so far so good obviously teams are maybe going to be less surprised that we're doing that now so it might be more difficult but I think we've, we've got the balance right especially at the weekend we went long we kept it we went long we kept it and eventually then spaces will come and we will hurt teams yeah there's a beautiful mix of play at the moment it's doing all the horrible bits also prepared to like you just said play it into a channel play it into a space that's fine but there's also some really nice passing as well yeah. I mean that goal against QPR from the Ajaria pass to Puskas that's not long ball no <laughs> that's, that's, that's a beautiful pass. and that's uh, looking forward at the first opportunity uh, we've been working on it and it wasn't something that we we wasn't doing before but it's been something that's been installed uh, for the last few weeks definitely your first thoughts forward and it does sound simple because it is simple uh, but it was something that maybe we neglected a little bit we wanted to have possession of the ball and keep possession of the ball and hurt teams that way which is fine but as players we need to make the decision um, quicker to look forward and that's a responsibility that I think we needed to take under the Gomez era that as players we maybe was taking some messages too literal and you need to have your own personality and, and do things off the cuff and Unfortunately, we didn't do that, and that's what we the blame we need to take, I think, in, in that situation. Yeah, let's talk about the Gomez situation. Um, I was personally a little bit surprised when it happened. I could see why it happened. Um, How does it feel in a dressing room, changing room, in those few weeks when, as a player, you must be possibly thinking, we could see a change here? What's the atmosphere like? Because you've seen it with Stam, you've seen it with Clement... You've seen a few now. Yeah, um, for me personally, probably it was the most difficult one um, because he was very respected in the dressing room. You know, going back to when he was um, dismissed of his job, 
there was a lot of things thrown around in the media. It actually caused me, and I've never done it before, I actually logged out of social media for a good couple of weeks because of the things being thrown around. Mm-hmm. It was very hard to bite my tongue. Um, and I know it's the right thing to do. You know, you reply to one and it opens the floodgates. But there's some things that was unfair being thrown around. Uh, had we been underperforming? Absolutely, yes. Uh, had we been making some bad decisions? been making some bad decisions yes had we been making some mistakes yes we have to take them uh, bits on the gym but was their dressing room against them absolutely not Um, was we struggling with a lack of effort no we wasn't I think we were just putting our efforts into the wrong things we was playing in the wrong area sometimes and that's not um, a blame on anyone's behalf it's not the manager it's not the players I think all of us need to take something for that Um, and down to Jose, I've got the utmost respect for him. I'm sure he'll be back in English football uh, soon, and I look forward to seeing it. Um, he's a manager that I wouldn't think twice to work under again. I really did like him. Um, I just think that there will be lessons that would have been learnt on his behalf, uh, just like players as well. You know, you never stop learning, um, and that's the same as a manager as well. He wouldn't have stopped learning. There would have been things he probably would have liked to have done a little bit different. Um, and yeah, it was unfortunate really because how he wanted us to play made people feel good. It made players feel good because his explanation was for it was um, when you're a young player, you just want the ball at your feet, you want to play, you want to enjoy football. So now that we're older, why are we going to everything needs to be boom, boom and fight? And like, yes, we need to do that, but we need to play as well. And just unfortunately, we, we didn't get that balance right. Um, we spent a lot of time with the ball in the wrong half. Um, which was the same as the uh, end of the Appstam era. You know, we wasn't affecting teams, we wasn't hurting teams. Um, when it came off, yes, we did. Like, we, we played some really good football. But when it didn't, uh, the percentages that the manager now speaks about a lot, um, he, we got hurt ourselves. You know, we conceded the goal, teams dropped back, uh, got into a solid shape, and we struggled to break them down. When we flipped it a couple of times, Bristol away, uh, the main one to my, to my head was we went a little bit longer, we went a bit more aggressive, a bit quicker. We did cause problems, we didn't end up getting back in the game, but if we could have just got that balance right all of the time, then it would have been a different story. But it's fine margins, uh, one that as players it hurt and we had to take a lot of blame for it, and one that I think will be a learning curve uh, for Jose. And like I say, I can't wait to see him back in English football because what a character and a really great guy. Yeah, he really helped the fan connection. It's yeah, absolute did. taking it right off the pitch. The way he helped um, kind of create that link. And I remember the game, the atmosphere after the Wigan match when Mate scores that last minute winner and the whole stadium nearly melts down. <laughs> you can't forget those moments that we had as well. And he did keep us up. That was Probably what the perfect appointment, to be honest with you, um, in the situation we was in, to where we finished at the end of the season. It was a really great appointment. Um, we lifted the players as well because we was down, uh, really mentally down, and almost believing that we was down that season. It was really tough. We was playing some bad football. We wasn't feeling good. We wasn't in a good way. And he came in with such a positive attitude and he lifted everyone around the club and credit uh, is deserved massively for that. And he'd go down in the short-term Reading history um, with the fans and things like that because he really did lift the, the whole place up and uh, put us in a good way. So even now what we're doing, he deserves great credit for it because we're expressing ourselves and that's exactly what he wanted. Yeah, when he was sacked, 
that's the biggest uh, show of support I've ever seen on social media for a manager who's been sacked. <laughs> Just <laughs> yeah, incredible. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Um, was it uh, an outrage with the results that we were getting? Probably not. You know, we was losing games, but was he still a good man? And was he still a guy that had lifted the, the whole place up and, and had the backing of pretty much everybody? Um, yeah, that, it was it was difficult. And like I said, I personally took it quite uh, to heart because he made me this club's captain. Uh, he had a lot of belief and trust in me and we let him down. Um, and I didn't really want to put out another post about letting managers down because it does seem quite a, um, an obvious thing to say uh, and as it truly meant. But on that behalf, yeah, it really was because I wanted to see him go on to be uh, really successful at his football club. Yeah, I fell for you when you put that message out because you can't win. You can't win. You can't win. No. But that's that comes with the job, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's me now as a senior player and as a captain. Um, I do what I think is right. Uh, that won't always be the right thing. But in that situation, I needed to make it clear as I possibly could that I did feel like we let him down, and I did feel like uh, we should have done a better job for him. But at the same time, we we did have the respect that people seem to think was lacking which was hard to hear, um, and I really do wish him the best in the future. Yeah, there was all kinds of things going around about Jose Gomez and the lack of respect from players, and uh, I think it's pretty clear from what Liam's saying that definitely wasn't the case. And when you look at the performances as well, was we losing games? Yeah, but we pushed hard, like really hard, um, and if I'm right, the last game was Bristol uh, away. Mm. We pushed so hard. The team that's second or third in the league, maybe a bit lower now because they lost a couple of games, but they're second and third in the league a couple of weeks ago. Good team, going to be pushing this season. We pushed them all the way, you know, and we had chance after oh, chance. Did, and yeah. We should have won that game, and that doesn't speak to me as a team of that's given up on the manager. Like At the end of the game, myself and a couple of other lads were on their knees because we knew it was a big game for the manager. And that was like a point where we knew like we'd let him down, but we, we gave everything and, and that's credit to him because he, he'd kept the dressing room in a good way from the start to the, to the end. You even played in midfield in that game. I did, yeah, <laughs> surprising. Um, yeah. It's something that I think I can do. I did it most of my uh, childhood and even into my teenagers, um, but it was sprung upon me. Um, we just wanted to get on the front foot a little bit more. The manager wanted me to sit, break it up and uh, play to maybe Pele, but... Again, I wanted to do everything I could for the manager, so mm. I was running here, there, everywhere, and trying to play passes and create and just give everything. I got to about the 85th minute and I was finished. Uh, it's a different type of fitness, <laughs> but yeah, we gave everything that day and we did for the duration. It just It's hard sometimes from the stands to see the effort when I say that. You're pushing hard, but sometimes you're pushing in the wrong way. Um, it's not always the physical effort that you see sometimes it, you need to push hard mentally you need to be in the right positions you need to concentrate and these are all things we were doing but maybe from above it wasn't looking that we was doing them things because we trained you know hard enough we we were doing all the numbers that we needed to do but we just seemed to be a step behind which from above might look like a lack of effort but it was just we just couldn't get that click that spark and, and to win games and at the minute, I think we have got that back and hopefully it can continue. I think maybe sometimes there's an element of luck involved with any career as a manager. You need that moment, you need that goal to go in. There's the chances that we had in those games and if they go in, it's a very different story. I went it to changes, Middlesbrough yeah. and there's chances in that game and I even saw you going for a flying header <laughs> in that one. And... Uh, it's just moments, isn't it? it, can change a whole manager's and team's career and he could still be here. Well, look at it's last incredible. season, 
we struggled, probably not played any better than we did this season in the Wigan game. We scored in the 92nd minute, Mo Barrow shooting from 36 yards, like, it doesn't go in most of the time, but that look, change, bang, next game, get a good result, uh, sorry, the game before Ipswich, then that game, we stay up and everything's great. This season, we had chances from five yards out that we were missing and we couldn't, and, and then everything, you know, changes, so it's a brutal job management, um, but that's what they sign up for, I guess, and I'm sure he'll be back stronger than ever. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be back as well. When you have this run of form, um, people say, oh, these players are on a lot of money, they're getting paid the money that they are, they should have no issues, if only life was like that. But when you go home after a game, how is that? How does that affect you and <laughs> your relationship? I think I should probably ring my, my wife for that one. Yes. That. Um, <laughs> let's just say when we get three points, it's a happy household. Um, when we don't, I'm, I can be moody, uh, I'll be honest. I don't know, I hate losing, but when it becomes so regular, you start to feel numb to it. It's just so frustrating because you work hard. You just want to win games. All right, let's not be greedy. I'm not saying we want to be top of the table. Obviously we do, but you just want to win games. Um, and when you're losing so regular, it's difficult, you know. Like the money's irrelevant. You're here to do a job. And when you're not winning games, you're not doing your job effectively. Um, and the nicer things that you can do with your money you don't want to do if you're not winning games it's as simple as that like we've just won a couple of games and I felt okay to go away we had a couple of days off and I went to Iceland with the missus and it was amazing if you rewind that two months I didn't want to go away I didn't go away it didn't feel right and you've got a lot of lads with that mentality in the dressing room so it's difficult yeah Iceland's a lovely place beautiful yeah <laughs> it's not cheap though Liam it's not cheap it's not cheap and I'd love to show you the amazing pictures but my missus dropped a phone in the Blue Lagoon so <laughs> I've got no memories of it now. I just None at all. No, can't pass them on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Blue Goon's good as well. Yeah, I've been Amazing, there. yeah. No. So, Mark Burns obviously come into the club now and he's been here for four matches. Um, when he came in, I have to admit, I was slightly underwhelmed when he came into the club because I thought we were going to pressure a point someone who was an experienced manager. So far, he's proven me totally wrong, which I'm really happy to see. I want him to keep on doing that. Yeah. It's kind of, you knew, how well did you know Mark Byrne before he actually became manager? Uh, pretty well. Okay, I came in last season as a technical advisor, uh, so he was a real shoulder to lean on uh, for Jose. Um, he put inputs every now and again, but that was only when he was asked to do so. Um, it was more, you know, overseeing everything. Um, but when he did put his inputs in, they was uh, very knowledgeable inputs and things that helped. Uh, he moved into a new job this summer. Uh, I had brief contact with him in the summer, mainly uh, just about how everything was going and a little bit on the lack of transfers. I was a little bit worried. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie about that. Um, and he's just a common influence. Um, going back to the start of the interview where I said about um, having to log out of social media, that was part of it as well when uh, he was given the job because there's a lot of things being thrown around there that was just, it was tough, you know, because it was almost brainwashing players' minds of how to feel about the situation, but the situation was completely different on the inside than what it was on the outside. Uh, we knew the relationship that they had um, and we knew how it was put about. It was only the Thursday, I think, before the international break, I spoke with him just after Jose had been dismissed and spoke about like people coming in and he kind of gave us he didn't give any names but he said like, I was going to go British he was going to go for experience uh, this is kind of what we wanted and it was a real honest open conversation and then Monday comes and 
you could see in his face the shock that he'd been offered the job and he was speechless even speaking to us but the first thing he did do was sit us down before he did any interviews outside and said like look let's just get one thing straight I was offered the job late last night it was completely out of the blue and the lads believed him and there's no reason not to talk to him very well um, and he speaks a lot of sense and so far so good you know all that years of experience it's not as if he's just jumped into something completely unknown he's overseen it for many years and yeah with the help of Eddie as well I've got to give a special shout out to Eddie's assistant um, I'm going to try and pronounce his second name um, but yeah well, I, I really like Eddie great coach um, sometimes you just click with coaches and I feel like that of Eddie his uh, standards are very very high every day the enthusiasm he's got for the game uh, is infectious and between them and with John as well with his experience he's, he's doing as a um, it's doing us a lot yeah we're, we're picking up results and we feel good training is fantastic um, and it's a brilliant place to be at the minute yeah I'm so old I can remember Eddie's first spell here in yeah. the 90s and uh, yeah it's a very different club now but Mark Bowen I got a question here from uh, Matty on Instagram what's the difference between the preparation under Gomez and now under Bowen things seems to be running a lot smoother now what would you say the difference in training or uh, we, like, we worked a lot on us under Jose uh, we worked on a lot of playing out uh, situation scenarios worked on keeping the ball um, and we worked on a lot of short spaces quite tight spaces uh, to be good in possession of the ball um, in training with uh, the new manager is the intensity seems to be higher um, the structure of the sessions we we have a weak structure in terms of we do bigger spaces, smaller spaces, and we have a lot of meetings. So, like as this afternoon, you know, last minute dropped in, but that's not uncommon uh, with this manager. We do a lot of meetings, do a lot of a lot of analysis um, on the team. So, if we're playing Saturday, Saturday, uh, Monday we'll get the legs going again. Tuesday will be a tough session, but with things in mind for the Saturday, we'll do uh, the old-fashioned English way of Wednesday off, and Thursday will be more tactics with. Um, the other team in mind and Friday again will be more tactics with the other team in mind um, and yeah hopefully that kind of answers that one it's a little bit different we did work more on ourselves and now we work a lot on the opposition and uh, Mark's a big believer of the ability we'll take over in the final third but let's get the platforms and the percentages right in our way and, and then let the other lads do the fancy stuff off the cuff yeah no you can't argue with uh, how it's working out for Mark but I mean, three wins and a draw. None of those easy games. Also, I've been really impressed by the way he's come across in the media. He's straightforward. Yeah. He's pretty much like yourself, really. There's no kind of like pretense there. he just say it as it is. You know, if he makes a mistake, he'll admit to it. Yeah. He's yeah. not going to hide. And yeah. I, I like if that. You, uh, I guess if you make a mistake, he will do the same. But it's a bit different. Like If you make a genuine mistake, he's, he's pretty laid back about that. But mm. the intensity, the work rate, the desire... That better be their version know about it, and mm -hmm. that, that's fair play. Uh, I like their morals. I think it's worked for us very well. Um, but he just seems a really honest, uh, honest guy, and I'm glad he's getting the credit he deserves for these results. Um, it's been a bit disappointing to hear all the time that the other teams haven't played well, because that's what we've done to teams, and the manager's been clear with that in our meetings. Like Preston, they was at the top of the league. Uh, everyone was saying Preston was poor on the day, but let's talk about our. Uh, possession let's talk about our uh, winning the ball back um, in high areas 
let's talk about the intensity. We didn't let them play well, and we've not just played four teams on the bounce of our bad days. We've we've made that happen, and that's what we need to continue doing. Uh, you can't give teams the space and the um, encouragement to play well, which we we've been guilty of doing. People used to think Reading was a lovely place to go and play football, as the manager said. Like nice stadium, pitch is pretty decent this time of year. Come and play football and and have a good go at getting three points, but that's got to change. People need to fear coming to the Majeski and, and know if they're getting anything, then they better really for a fight for it. And, and so far, so good. Yeah, you've hit on something there that I love hearing from managers saying, oh, we had a bad day. I just hope, I, I keep on hearing that. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. music to my ears. Because if you don't want to face up to the fact that actually we've outplayed you, yeah, that's fine. You carry on. But if we keep on doing that, that's exactly what the fans want, isn't it? They want to see that. And... Managers will make uh, excuses. Some of them will, some of them won't. But in those games, I can't say any of those scorelines have been unfair. I think they've been completely deserved uh, draw and three wins. Yeah, it's agree. just been great, great to see. And, and in all four of them games, um, at half time, they've either changed the player or changed the formation, which speaks volumes of what's going on on the day. Yeah. So, long may it continue. I mean, Luton couldn't deal with us at all. I yeah. mean, just watching that, it was kind of... I mean, I feel a little bit for Luton because the budget's completely different. So it's not a fair kind of battle in some ways. But that was one of the most convincing displays I've seen from us for quite a while. Yeah, you know, we kind of like they've been blown away every single week. You know, they've picked up some decent results. Yeah. But they came here, we started very fast. Uh, we got an early goal, which helps the way we want to play as well. And then the quality uh, of some of our players took over on the day and it was a good result. I still think they'll have a really good push this season to stay up and maybe if they do stay up this season people will then look at games like that and realise what a good job we did do on them and especially the Preston game they were flying so high and um, what a result that was oh, that last minute goal from Matt Miazga yeah, yeah it changes everything that look yeah. we were speaking about um, and I think we deserved it on the day I thought we were very good that day yeah totally even the Dolan stood up which I'm saying which is a miracle <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, no, obviously, something else is the South Stand were really good form. I thought the club won 8-7-1 and the game against uh, Luton on Saturday. Just going throughout the game, is, I mean, that's been going for a while now, but I still hope that it has an impact on the players, just having that atmosphere and feeling that the away end isn't just one big thousands and thousands of the away fans. It's now it's got its own section of Redden fans in there. Yeah, first and foremost, it's good that they haven't got the hole behind the goal. Something I couldn't get my head around to start with. Because it used to make a lot of noise. Even in the uh, successful season, we finished third. Every game, the away fans used to make a lot of noise, which this is our ground. <laughs> yeah. like, you bring your set amount, but like this should be our ground to make the noise. And uh, yeah, all around the stadium, I think, it's picked up. But we have to take responsibility for that. I always say that if we're playing well, then the noise will naturally go higher. And if we're giving you something to shout about, then great. Um, but yeah, the noise has been good and uh, long may it continue. Yeah, hopefully. Somebody made a key save in that match at the really beginning of the Luton match was Raphael. He's kind of like come in and nobody seems to speak about him much, but I can't remember him making a mistake. So <laughs> that's pretty good. I mean, when he came in, people were saying, oh, I'm not sure on him. And I looked at his uh, kind of previous history and I noticed he played for Brazil. Um, I'd say that was a relatively high level. <laughs> what would you think, Liam? <laughs> uh, let's start with the negative. One mistake against QPR. He said that, not me. In terms okay. of from the outside of the box, he should have saved it. Yeah. That speaks volumes of yeah. him as a person uh, and the demands he puts on himself. Secondly, he's come in 
and not many people spoke about him which you've got to take great credit because he's just taken over from Emmy which was a really tough ask yeah. and he's done brilliant um, he's made some good saves um, and the less said about keeper the better mm-hmm. yeah you'll have the world he saves every now and again and people might speak about you but if people are not really speaking about you and that, that's as a defender as well good job done brilliant like, yeah. that's what you want and fair play he trains very hard he's so enthusiastic he wants to save everything like you can never just even when the manager's setting something up and lads just want to lash balls in the goals like he's not having it he's all <laughs> over the place um, but yeah, yeah he's a really good guy and he's, he's fitting really well and um, what I love about him the most is his, his desire to fit in so he's working so hard in his English um, and I think that's brilliant yeah yeah, I've seen a few videos of you uh, thinking that you might be a goalkeeper at some point. Well, <laughs> my shoulders are uh, not in the best way to do that, I don't think. Well, the physios say so. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to give it a go. Um, I've always done it. It's from a young age, so where I like, strangely, blocking the ball with my face and things like that, is from when I was a kid. I used to play football and goal with my uncle, and he was probably was he 12 years older than me getting goal that's what it's always been so yeah I've naturally always enjoyed being in goal and as I got older he said right you can go in goal but you're not allowed to use your hands so that's when I started using my head and my body instead and <laughs> that's my love for stopping goals yeah so do you I, just like pain Liam is that well, what it is do you know what it is when I'm training or playing the game the ball hits me in the face I don't really feel anything or my missus stands on my toe or something like that at home I scream like I'm, <laughs> I'm the worst so yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you don't disagree with the wife there, do you? Yeah. It's not wise. Not in yeah. general. Happy wife, happy life. <laughs> yeah, that is exactly it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. As you just mentioned, your shoulder, someone asked a question, what's the situation with the shoulder? It's popped out a few times. Will you need surgery, hopefully in the off-season, if that's going to be the case? That's from our Facebook page, Darren Seymour. So I've got a sublux dislocation. Um, people that don't know, if you can see on the camera, you've got like a joint here that's held in by um, probably just over half of the joint is held in. And where I dislocated my shoulder, it slipped out and gone back in pretty easily with the doctor first time. Did a lot of strength work on it, um, got it into a good way, felt good. Um, I landed awkwardly a couple of times, but nothing too bad happened. And then in the game two weeks ago, out of nowhere I got pushed from behind and I landed in a really unnatural position uh, the only position I believe that would dislocate it again is where my hands are above my head and uh, yeah same again sublux dislocation it slipped out and people would probably thought get up because I was on the floor it wasn't even a big push but I was minding myself because I could feel it it was just out of joint um, so I managed to give it a 1-2-3 count and get it back in um, but I'm really pleased with it it settled down really well again um, the movement feels good um, eased off the throws and stuff just for now just to get it back into the best place it can be but in terms of surgery I believe that will be something if it comes out one maybe two more times um, that's needed I've tried to buy as many lives from the uh, physio department as possible because he did say first time that I might need surgery but it's a 12 week recovery and I don't want to miss any football so for as long as we can keep strapping it up and keeping it in um, that's what I'm going to do and yeah, then if I, I do end of the season that's when it'll have to be done but for now if it comes out get it back in but before that uh, work on strength and I'm on that uh, the tape and things like that just to give it that extra little bit of support and I'm good to go as long as my legs touch wood is good I can't moan about an arm injury I've been lucky so yeah I'm just wincing at the pain of having your shoulder put back in 
well, doesn't sound yeah, like fun. It's not like it's not as brutal as it sounds in terms of you see oh, come well, on, well, come on. we need to make yourself look rock hard. <laughs> come on. <laughs> but you see some amazing. of these locations, you know, they're out and their arms are dangling. <laughs> Sub looks, you know, it's just a little percent of it. So it's just not that bad then really. Yeah, exactly, just yeah. like a little brace. What are you go. talking about it for? There's <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Yeah, no. But it kind of is what it is. I need my legs more than anything and yeah. have to be out on that pitch. I crave to be on the pitch. I love the picture of you and the photo of you and the kind of like when you're being substituted. That must have been the longest spell of the season for you probably not being on the pitch. Well, yeah, that one there was, I dislocated my shoulder in the first half. Mm. Second half, I went to go and head a ball and when I was in the air, I got nudged, I think it was by John Daddy. Um, Bud Varsing. Can you do that? Yeah. It's disrespectful, isn't it, John Daddy? (laughs) And as I was falling, my arm came into play. So I took my arm under, which I naturally do now, and I actually hit my head. So people thought I dislocated my shoulder again. I hit my head and tried to style it out to the doctor straight away, like, no, I'm fine. But one eye was this way, one eye was this way. <laughs> and he asked all the questions, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I know exactly where I am. And then he was like, no way, like, you're coming off. And I was like, oh, this is disgrace, like, I'm fine. And I went to walk off the pitch, and people noticed it, like, I was left, I was right. And so, yeah, my shoulder was fine in that instance. It's just I took a big whack on the head and you know what the rules are now with uh, anything like that so yeah, no, I couldn't quite wing that one to stay on <laughs> no that reminds me of a song that he plays on the left he plays on the right <laughs> but we won't finish that one about Gareth McCleary no family listening here so what do you think are the kind of objectives for the season where do you think that we can realistically be aiming for no answer <laughs> no target no just anything's no, possible I just I just want to enjoy playing again in a way that's going to push us up the table to sit here and say playoffs now would be unrealistic and maybe unfair with how we've been the last couple of seasons um, yeah we want to get there of course we do but to sit here and put an objective on it and uh, and say yeah that's what we're going to do it's not right but just to be in a position where we're, we're winning games we're in games um, like we have been anything could have happened in the last four games but we was in them to the 95th 96th minute which is good um and yeah, just playing with a smile. I don't know if you like a smile for a couple of years on the pitch. And on Saturday at 3 0, I broke out half a smile. So long may that continue. <laughs> yeah, I see your reactions at the end of matches. And I think it's a huge gauge for how we're doing at that moment because that's when it kind of comes out. You kind of keep it in during the game enough. Sheer relief on the final. Yes. Yeah, 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 no, totally. I love it. There's all these pictures of you and you're either kind of like. Wow, some of them haven't been so uh, happy. Let's put it that way. But I don't like those ones, but I like the ones when you're getting like the double fist and like celebration. Book, I love yeah. that. Try to yeah. keep them in a little bit more now. It seems like I'm a bit of the puppet whenever we win games, so I try and bite my tongue a little bit and yeah, no. keep it in. We love it. We love it. We love to see it. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's kind of like going along now to games is so much more enjoyable at the moment. And everyone, I see it on like the social media, kind of like the account I run, and everyone's thinking everything's good. Everything feels nice. Let's be slightly pessimistic. Mm. I think that's what we need to be as a group and as a fan base, etc. Which might sound um, probably not right, but that's what we need to be because before we've won a couple of games and yeah, run the up, there we go, like we're back. All right, won a couple of games, rain it in, and we go again after the break. Sounds easy, but that's what we need to do. And today was a good gauge of that. You know, we'd have been off a few days. It would have been easy to be on a high and just take your foot off the pedal. Training was flying again, tackles were flying in and the, comp- the competitive edge was there, so I'm really pleased with that. 
Yeah, so the next game is obviously Brentford. Um, I'm going to that match. That's sold out from the Red and Away fans as well. So that'll be a tough one. I'm in the corporate for that one. So I'll be sat there with my prawn sandwiches. Oh, well, no, you'll yes. be out there, be cold and wet. And I'll be like, warm. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it'd be good. Hopefully, I think we can get a result there. I can't see any reason why not. I mean, Brentford just lost to Huddersfield. Why can't we go over there and win? Really tough place to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, very tough. But we're a tough Tight team. Ground. Yeah, <laughs> and let's get this week out of the way. Hate you when all the internationals are away. Get them back in. Mm. Straight back to work next Monday. Let's get working on the shape, the um, game plan, and let's go from there. Yeah, why not? But we need to do the work between now and then. It doesn't just happen. Um, and yeah, the manager's on that as well. There's no holding up. It's not we've won a couple of games in this way. Just do the same again, lads. No, we're dissecting it from start to finish, and yeah, we'll be ready. So I have got some quick fire questions for you now. Let's do it. So are you ready for these? So let's go through them then. Are you a morning person or an evening person? Evening. Evening. On FIFA, do you buy yourself? Don't play FIFA. Okay, but no. do you play any other games that you buy yourself on? You know what? No. Again, happy wife, happy life. She doesn't enjoy <laughs> the games, so they've been put out. But I have started... Um, Mini golf. When I say mini golf, we've got a little putting green in the uh, players' lounge. And, uh, <laughs> oh, I've seen gaming. video of this. Your yeah. best mate here, I think, Andy Udom. Uh, I don't think he'd ever seen a golf club before. No, he looked at it in a strange way. <laughs> he held it in a strange way. As well. So yeah, no, he won't be the next golfer. No. What would your wife say is your worst habit? Ooh. My worst habit. Um. Oh, that's a tough one. I don't know. Uh, probably my moodiness. Mm. So that's, is that happening? Yeah, I guess yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. My moodiness after games lose, and things basically. like that. Yeah. yeah, I take things to heart. That's, that's a bad like, trait in myself. Far. Good or bad? Bad. Very bad. Not a fan at all? No. If mm. you like to play the game on the edge, fairly. Um, but if you like to play the game on the edge, let it run. Um, and even the controversial goals and things like that, as a defender, I should be saying maybe the opposite. But... That's what makes football so great. Let's talk about it on the Monday. Let's have uh, opinions. Let's not be talking about 0.2 millimetres offside and things like that because, come on. Restricts the shirt pulling as well, doesn't it, Liam? All of it. All <laughs> of it, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it really does. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying you do that, Liam. Obviously, no. <laughs> Superstitions before a match. Oh, um, I've got quite a long ritual before a game. Um, some of them superstitions some of them there's more um, habit so I spray my shirt which people don't normally do yeah I put aftershave on my shirt I'm just okay. very conscious of smelling bad so I always put aftershave on my shirt <laughs> kind of that's more not a superstition that's more of a maybe a bad trait actually um, <laughs> I always step onto the pitch with my left foot first with a double hop um, and then before the whistle I kiss my tattoos on my ring uh, okay. It's something I've always done. It's kind of a, I'm doing it for you kind of thing. So I've got like uh, my kids' names, my mom, um, my grandma and granddad's dates and things like that. And yeah, I guess that's a superstition. Who do you go to if things aren't going well in football, outside of football? Um, it kind of stays in football. My best friend's a footballer for Shrewsbury. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'll have a moan to him every now and again. And sometimes I speak to my missus, but again, that's just in one ear and the other. But she's a good leaning board, you know, let it all rent out. And if your wife's listening to this, I mean... Uh... 
she's had it all from yeah. uh, bad games to <coughs> Wembley to contract negotiations to losing more games. She's had it all. Like nothing surprises her now. I'd love to do a recording with her. <laughs> as well. I'd love to hear both sides. That would be amazing. I think that'd be quite revealing. <laughs> <laughs> Not in a good way for me. <laughs> no. What's your favourite player? Favourite player? I like Van Dyke. Van Dyke. He makes the game yeah. so easy. Like, unnaturally easy. He's just... He's got a lot, hasn't he? Everything. Like, mm. His passing's amazing. Uh, he's just he's a specimen, the size of him. So it's kind of unfair to kind of like him to base my game on him because we're different players. I'm a small centre-half, he's a big centre-half, etc. But I like him. Uh, and growing up, I had a couple of favourite players. I originally started as a striker, so Dwight York was my uh, was my hero. Um, and then a few years ago, Ashley Williams when he was at Swansea, top of his game. And then Wes Morgan playing alongside him. I've always idolised him, so yeah, I've got a few of them. The Raheem Sterling and Gomez spat came out in training. Have you ever had one yourself? Yeah. <laughs> at Reading or somewhere uh, else? At Reading, yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay, that's as far as that one goes, yeah? Uh, and it, well, it's probably more towards the Raheem Sterling. It wasn't actually on the training pitch. Um, but that's boys. boys yeah. Boys. That's what happens, isn't it? Yeah, yeah you get yeah, testosterone and playing around. About that. Um, it's a shame he's came out and he's been dropped, but yeah. shake hands. As long as it doesn't escalate to something crazy and you can't be in the same dressing room. But after that, uh, we shook hands and that was that. Yeah, well, look at Raheem Sterling. He's probably the first name on the team shit isn't he for England well it's the only thing I would say on that as well and, uh, I love Southgate I had a great time when I played in the 21s was if it was a World Cup semi-final would the same action be taken no mm. he's the best player so you need him uh, but fair enough you know you've got to keep everything tight yeah. um, it's just a shame that's the media nowadays everything comes out yes it totally does um, steak how do you have it done medium it's a medium rare more medium actually What's the tune in Mr. Liam Moore's car at the moment? What's your favourite one? Uh, I don't really have one. Sometimes I drive in silence. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm quite just a thinking. Deep thinker. Yeah, I'm yeah. quite a deep thinker. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if not, it's more just. There's a new radio station. Uh, I think it's Capital Reloaded. So it's all the old tunes. It's a bit of me. Um, yeah, but no special tune. No, nothing at all. So, books. Read me books, Liam. No, I'm trying to educate myself. I like watches. Um, so I've just been sent a Patek Philippe uh, catalogue about all of the history of it mm. slowly but surely I'll get through that awesome awesome it's, it's a lovely world isn't it <laughs> it's a lovely world so it's been really good to do the podcast with Julian really loved it hopefully we'll do another one at some point soon um, if you want to follow us on our Facebook Instagram and Twitter accounts Get involved with that. Um, I'll be posting, you'll see some videos from this. So yeah, thanks again, Liam, for your time. I've uh, really appreciated it. And hopefully, next time we meet, uh, we'll be even further up the table and uh, we'll be getting you know, a little bit more excited. That would be nice. Um, but yeah, thanks for having me back on. I enjoyed it. Maybe not as juicy as the first one. I had a few more bits to talk about with the transfer requests and things like that. But hopefully I've... Uh, got all the points across you know try and be honest as possible said it before there needs to be a relationship between the the players and and the fans Uh, so a little bit of insight of what's been going on the differences and things like that with the last few weeks and months and uh, hopefully we can do it again and be in a much healthier position and and be in good time still 
Let's hope so. Thanks a lot for Thank listening. Thank you very much. Cheers.